Would you like to be a boundary BAMF? That's B-A-M-F. And if you don't know what that stands for, Google is free. Anyway, we have a new workshop out. Check the show notes to find out more. This is Unlearned, a self-rising production. I'm Jamie. And I'm CA. And we are your hosts. This is a podcast all about deconstructing who we are and exploring who we are becoming. Hello, folks. What's up? We're back. What is up? Oh, God. We don't up? have technology issues today and I could cry. Oh, guys, that was a journey last time. That was a journey. Oh, Apparently... It was as simple as turning it off and turning it back Okay, on but again. it was... Yep, that was the solution. You're simplifying it a little bit, but... Because... <laughs> <laughs> be fair. I don't even know. It was and It was the last day of Mercury retrograde. We'll blame the planets. Is that what it was? I don't even know. I'll just blame the planet energy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back at it. We're at it. And guy, like y'all need to understand this. The podcast listenership is like massively picking up momentum. I don't know what y'all are doing. I don't know if you're sharing it. Committed to listening every week. Um, Seriously, guys, we we are so grateful for that. And, you know, always leave us those reviews. We love your feedback. Keep sharing the podcast. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We just want to thank you right at the forefront of this episode. All right. So we are, this is actually a topic. So I know some of you guys know I went to Costa Rica. So we spent a lot of this, the time in Costa Rica going over this topic during one of the workshops. And I brought it to CA and I was like, you know what, this is such a good topic that I think the listeners might want to hear it and us untangle it a little bit. It's such a cool understanding. And so one of the things I know we mentioned is that we're going to try to offer some workshops. So CA and I have a specific format that we're going to be offering the workshops in. And we're not going to be able to model it in this episode, but I want you to know that like some of the topics that we cover in the podcast, we're going to go into a little bit more depth and a little bit more of that like real life integrated role modeling kind of thing um, in some of the workshops. So it's kind of getting it to a deeper level. Like you get to kind of see it in your everyday lived experience a little bit more. So this is kind of one of those topics that easily plays into like a role model kind of thing. Um, We might be able to model it a little bit, but I just wanted to give you kind of a sneak peek of what the workshop is going to feel like. So the workshop's going to be really like interactive with me and CA and you're going to be able to see us like kind of mimic and model some of these tough conversations that we constantly talk about during the podcast. When when we did that one live episode where we were together in Rochester, we did a lot of that um, kind of like role playing conversations and got so much positive feedback about that. People were like, oh, my gosh, this was so helpful to see those conversations. More of that, more of that. So we're we're giving you what you want. We're giving you what you asked for. We're going to be doing lots of that sort of modeling and role playing in those workshops. And we're excited to start getting those together for you guys. So yeah, keep and it'll, your ears and eyes peeled. Yeah, it's going to be formatted kind of like a lesson, right? So we're going to be like, hey, let's pause here. And so it's going to feel a little bit different than the podcast. 
kind of more of uh, absorption of like kind of a almost like a curriculum kind of feel. So that being said, today we're talking <laughs> about this is this is a little tricky to kind of put in a big little, you know, umbrella term. But for the most part, we're talking about when we are making changes in our life, when we're creating, you know, that momentum, that application, you know, when we're in the stages of healing where we're really making different choices than our peers or our community or our family, and we start showing up to our life in a very different way, right? We have different skill sets. We make different choices. Maybe our life starts shifting a lot, right? So there's a lot of opportunity for conversations around people being like, oh, that's new. Oh, why are you making that choice? Oh, I hear you changed that. Oh, I didn't realize you're doing that now, right? You might change jobs. You might change your relationship. You might change your sector, whatever. Like something, these are big things that can change. And so me and CA thought this would be kind of cool to break down between what are those dialogues looking like, right? And so the the difference between justification and clarification, which is our little way of umbrella terming this episode when we are dialoguing about our recovery. So why this needs to be kind of shown through some you know examples and some intricate details is because me and CA were, when we were brainstorming the episode, we're like, this is so easily misunderstood and so much nuances around this topic. So it does take almost like a level of art to untangle some of these things. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of that in a nutshell, justification versus clarification. When we're talking about how we're showing up to our lives in a new way. So a lot of these conversations are going to happen with our siblings or our parents or our old friends that haven't caught up with us in a while, or some of this is going to start happening with our partners, right? So like, maybe it might happen with our, if we have older children, you know, we're talking to our teenagers or something, right? So this is a conversation, what we're going to outline for you guys, this is a conversation that happens a lot. And many times when it happens, it's a very, it can get very, very easily lost. And there can be like a lot of factors that are almost like cyclical, like you're actually playing into a dialogue that cycles it back on itself. And so what we're talking about in this episode is how do we stop that cycle? How do we stop the cycle of justification? How do we start anchoring down into our own truth? And yeah, that's, that's basically the premise of what we're going over. Yeah, so I feel like the best way is going to be kind of jumping into an example and walking you guys through kind of like how this looks over time. Because as Jamie was saying, like, this isn't like a one-time thing that like, you've got this one conversation that you have one time and just, you just say what you have to say and you walk away and that's the end of it. That's usually like the exact topic we're talking about today is usually not how these things play out. We're, we're very much talking about these things that sort of take place over time and require almost like a pattern to start developing in order for you to kind of understand what it is that we're talking about. So I think the one we were using off air when we were kind of just brainstorming was talking about veganism. Okay. Just because this is like an easy one to kind of 
But sometimes we it gets much more like intense. Well, I, you know what? Maybe your dietary choice is also very emotionally intense for you. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going <laughs> to hierarchy that. Um, but you know, we, we are talking about things that feel very personal to us. So, so sometimes this might show up in like, you know, your religious choices, your political choices, um, even just lifestyle choices and things like that. So say you've done a bunch of research and you've made a decision to switch to a vegan diet and all of a sudden, you know, now you're at a family gathering and that you show up with maybe like a Tupperware of your own like protein options because you're aware that it was a barbecue and you knew that you weren't going to eat burgers and hot dogs. And so you kind of show up with your own protein option and, you know, you're still partaking in some of the other sides, you know, like the salad and the corn on the cob and whatever, but people are going to notice, right? Your siblings, your cousins, your parents are going to be like, so what's up with that? You know, like how come you're not having a burger? How come you brought your own food? Okay. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was like approaching these like these very first times when a change is noticed or a question is brought up or even if you're the one who initiates it. Like when you go and have this very first time that this new thing is now being discussed out in open air, we want to encourage that you take an approach of assuming curiosity is the base of the conversation. Unless for some reason the person asking you like outright was like extremely hostile to begin with and is like cussing at you and name calling immediately and like literally offend like literally calling you names and telling you like it's already stupid. Like then you know you know that this person is criticizing you off the bat. But say even if there's like a weird tone, it it maybe just go ahead and assume this is new for them. They they just don't understand. Like you're showing up literally in a completely brand new way. They've never seen it before. So go ahead and assume like a base level curiosity rather than assuming that this is an attack or criticism because that is often what is like we were saying like this is so easy. Trust me, I'm guilty of this. But like if you have a history of trauma or experiences like this in your family of origin, you can very easily immediately fall into like anytime somebody asks you a question, you take it as a criticism or a personal attack. And so you immediately get, you know, you bristle, the hair stand up and you're like, wow, and you just start yelling back at them. We're going to go ahead and take a step back and assume that these people are just being curious. And when you assume that, then you can just go ahead and kind of give like a brief explanation. Oh, yeah, no, I just brought my own protein option because I've recently started following a vegan diet. And I just wanted to make sure I had like enough food or whatever. Okay. So that's kind of like how it starts. And then we're going to start to see over time how they respond, how this goes on in like various next conversations yeah, like and family get togethers. Right. So for example, like yes. I want to, I want to clarify something like pretend Jump I'm in. like, yeah. no, I just want to pretend like just, it's easier to anchor down into a specific like relationship. So let's say I'm CA's older sister. Right. And like for the first time we're both back from college, we go to different colleges, we come back for like a family get together. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. I didn't realize that you're not eating meat. Like what's up? You know, you have that conversation with me. Right. It just turns into just a regular conversation. There's not like any, any notable points. Okay. And then, you know, that's, you know, let's say the Thanksgiving holiday and then, you know, the Christmas holiday or the, you know, the end of the year holiday. 
And I come back and we go at that again. And I say something, and this is why we're literally talking through this skill, because you're going to have to be very mindful of the way this pattern is playing out. Okay. And notice I'm saying pattern. So right at the bat, that means that by de facto, it's happening more than once continuously, like, or maybe even predictably, right? So I come back from college, you come back from college. And now I say something like, still not eating meat. Right? And you might be like, you know, because this is might be new for you, right? You might be like, well, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about why I didn't like, I mean, I don't know if I clarified like some of the reasons why I'm so passionate and then you go into it again, right? And you give me a little bit more of depth and a little bit more like you go into more details. Okay. And now, you know, we're back for, you know, one of the midwinter breaks or something and I'm doing the exact same thing. So this is what I want all the listeners to understand. This is why we have to do this through an example. Because when someone says, what is the difference between justification and clarification? And why would either of these like be something I need to consider? Like, why would those be considered yes. like, and clarification is the thing we're actually saying is what I would lean towards. But when we think about justification, someone's like, of course, I'm going to explain why I change religions or why I, you know, I'm a new, you know, I'm, I'm using new pronouns or why I'm, you know, getting a divorce. Like I'm going to explain some variation. I'm not going to leave everybody in the dark. And I'm like, right, of course. So, so here's the nuance. Of course, you're going to have some moment of like understanding of like why a change occurred in your life especially when you're healing, you're going to experience massive shifts. And, you know, we use the dietary thing for a second, but at like, when we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode, we're going to shift into more complicated things. That's why we started with the simple surface level of like a dietary thing, but it gets very complicated when we're talking about new emotional level skills, new integrated skills that are coming from your healing. Okay. So CA notices a pattern, right? And so what, I mean, CA, if you like chime in here, what could you find yourself, like what trap could you find yourself in? So here's, this is, I'm I'm really going to get into it because we, you know, we're 15 minutes in and I'm going to give it to you straight. So what ends up happening in the brain is, and this is the trap to be aware of, is when you get to a place where you realize that you are, are essentially like trying to get that other person to validate your choice that you're making. Like you need some sort of validating phrase for them where they go, oh, that's really great. Or I understand. That's cool. Or like, good job you. Or some sort of thumbs up being validating type of thing. If that's what you realize you're trying to get out of this exchange, that's how you know you are in the land of like, justifying and defending yourself and like over explaining and what that really boils down to. Let's just get to the meat and potatoes of it. It boils down to your relationship with yourself 
and your self-trust and the choices that you are making. If you are deeply rooted and you fully trust yourself and are embodying the choices that you're making and, and you know that this is what's best for you and your lifestyle, you don't need somebody else's thumbs up. You don't need that. You can let them know what's going on in your life. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. And if they disagree, that doesn't shake your confidence in that choice that you're making for yourself. But if you need that person to be approving of the choice that you're making in order for you to continue feeling confident in that choice, that's how you know you're giving some of your power away. So it comes down to like authority and autonomy. Like, are you deeply rooted in your own authority? You are the one making choices for your life. You know what's best for you. And you feel good about those choices. And it's okay if other people disagree with you. You don't have to convince them to also be vegan. And you don't have to get their thumbs up. You just want to let them know this is where we're at. This is what I'm doing. And that's as simple as that. But justification is when you're like, see, and this is why it's so good. And, da, da, da. and like you're waiting for that thumbs up. So that really is the crux of it. And I wanted to just... Mm, just wanted to throw the dart and just get it on the get it on the board there so we can actually start sure, sure. unpacking this. Sure. And that's yeah. what I think is so tricky about this skill set when we talk about changing from like justification or constantly explaining or getting into that, like I'm trying to defend my actual decision. When you get stuck in that trap, it's hard to see the layers that CA just went over. It's hard to see that. It's really hard to see that like you getting in that loop or that cycle that I referred to in the beginning of the episode, that's what we're trying to avoid. Why are we trying to avoid the cycle? Because it's so easily missed. It's an easy cycle to fall into because we're not noticing that it's anchored deep into our own, almost like authority over the decision, right? So what CA is referring to is like, who has the authority? to say that that's, that's a right and aligned decision for you. You do. You have the authority to say that, right? And so when you're constantly seeking outside and saying, well, you know, I, 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 I think I feel good about this decision, but unless four other people agree with me, then it's possibly not a good decision. And obviously we're not talking about like, you know, going out and hurting people or something. We're talking about like decisions that are deeply, this is why I don't want to go all or nothing here. When people are like, well, what if someone says I want to decide to hurt someone? I'm like, guys, ugh. like if, what, being all or nothing is that you're, you're throwing it into an extreme that someone doesn't have the basic level morality of like making sure people are safe and stuff. When we're talking about lifestyle decisions and, you know, what you're eating and who you love and what, politics you have, you know, I feel like there is some nuance there because I can adamantly disagree with you know, human rights things, except what I want to clarify is like you being anchored into yourself is really what we're talking about here. You're anchoring down, you're noticing that people are going to misunderstand you. They are going to disagree with you. And that doesn't make your decision less valid. Okay, that's what we need to clarify there. We need to understand that it's not making it less valid. It's you exploring why am I constantly seeking external validation? And let me let me just like bring some compassion in the room. It feels good for people to validate you. All right. So if I look at CA and I go, you know what? 
I'm really into like country music now. And I need to tell you why it's so cool. And like, I really want you to understand it. CA might not be into country, right? But it feels good if CA is like, I like it too. I think that's a cool song too. I like that too, right? Of course, that's going to feel good. So people are constantly trying to seek that level of like, camaraderie or like, hey, you're in this with me, right? And guess what? Nine times out of 10, when you're making some lifestyle choices, not the majority of people aren't going to immediately agree with you. And that doesn't mean your choices are less valid. So I want to, I want to, because like CA was saying, we want to kind of like hit the hard points throughout this episode. If we evolve this from not being a dietary choice, this is why this gets so difficult because when we're doing really difficult emotional work, we're going to make decisions that are going to be like, they're going to almost feel like if you don't agree, I'm not sure this relationship will work well. Okay, so think about it like this, right? Like what I was saying about, you know, basic humanity. If you think that I'm evil for being bisexual and I literally interact with you and every time, you know, you ask me to justify why I'm that choice and why I'm this and why I'm that, right? And I hear that like you literally like, it's like eventually why this is so painful is that Many people get stuck in that trap that if I can just explain to you my humanity and explain to you that I'm a good person and that I don't hurt people and that I'm not like, I'm not some monster that people say that I am. And I really am a kind person that wills the best for people. And I just happen to be attracted to women and men, you know, at the core of who I am, like, I'm a good person, mom, I'm a good person, dad. And you get stuck in that trap of like justifying your worth. Why this is so tricky is that, of course, you're going to want your parents to sit sit there and say, I don't see you as a monster. So why would someone get stuck in this justification trap when they're talking about the core of who they are? It's because they're constantly trying to seek something out of that relationship that right now they're not able to give you in any tangible way why that's so painful and why there's grief around that is because we can get stuck saying, well, if I can just show them, I'll just, I'll just be more outright. Like I'm going to be more just, I'm going to be more righteous. I'm going to look like a better person around my parents. So they know that my, my integrity is not based on my sexuality. Right. And so you're doing that through your actions. You're actually doing the justification, not even through your words anymore. You're doing it through your actions, right? And so you can get stuck in this trap of like, I got to just prove to them that I, that I am worthy, right? And so when we talk about what CA talked about, you are worthy. Your sexuality doesn't make you less worthy. Your dietary choices don't make you less worthy worthy. So when your external is refusing or blatantly going the counter attack and being like, no, 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 that makes you a terrible person. That makes you right. This is where 
your own clarity comes in and saying, who am I? What is my worth? Where does my integrity come from? Where does my dignity come from? And if it doesn't come from the external validating that, and it comes from me knowing at the core of my humanity that I am doing good work. I am, I am being a good human. I am living a life that I can be proud of. That's you having a conversation, clarifying with yourself. And then when someone counterattacks you and says, no, I know that every single person that's, you know, says they're queer is, you know, that they're just some diabolical, whatever, right? You don't have to justify. All your responsibility is, is to anchor down into yourself, clarify with yourself, and maybe, and the least amount of clarification and the external would be like, I do not agree with you. That is not my lived truth. Right? So actually, if I give people like the short, the short answer here, justification is long. It is laborious. It is energy depleting. It is sucking the freaking life out of you. It is very demanding on your psyche. Clarification energy is short. It's simple. It's grounded. It's anchored. And it feels stabilized. Okay. And the reason why there's such a differential there is if you notice thematically what's happening is justification is energy out Clarification is energy in. It's energy toward self. It's energy toward you and toward your own belief system in yourself it's, and it's trust. Like, it's self-honoring. Honoring, honoring self-trust, right? Mm-hmm. And justification is constantly pushing outward and seeking outward for that stabilization. It's asking for the stabilization from outside of you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that you brought some, you know, compassion and nuance to this conversation because, you know, sometimes it seems like we're we're coming off like, oh, just do this and no. everything's oh gosh, all better, so and oh, hard. just shift your mindset and lo-. no, like we are humans too, and we also have a ton of human relationships in our lives and like struggle with these same interactions. So, like, I understand so deeply, like that pull and that draw to want the people around you to be on the same page as you and supportive of, you know, what's going on. And that's why I would say, make sure that it's to the best of your ability, like, do try to seek out support systems that are at that level with you, right? So because because we cannot guarantee that certain relationships in our life are going to be able to give us that camaraderie that... I actually do think is like really important for the it human is. experience. It's super like, important. Do I feel like do I feel like you can just be like a full on rebel and literally just like be a live on an island, you know, just no. like a, a philosophical island of your own and just be like, I am who I am, and I don't care if even one person agrees with me. Like maybe, like I guess, but I think we are communal human we beings. Are. And we deserve to have relationships in our lives that like do meet us at like some of these really like deep levels that we long for connection wise with people, right? So hopefully you are able to like seek out and cultivate those types of relationships with people that really do see you and are on that those types of same levels with you. 
um, helps mitigate the like need for that to come from some of these other relationships where you can start to see that pattern where it's going to become clear that I don't think this person's ever really going to quite get all the way there with me. Like, you know, the the best we might be able to hope for is just kind of like a polite tolerance of what it is that I'm saying. And, and sometimes that can be really useful for you to kind of take some time with and actually like analyze within yourself as well prior to some of these interactions, especially if you've started to notice a pattern. Take some time to kind of set some like realistic goals and understandings in your mind about like what would you like the outcome to be with this person. Because if you can get honest and say, all right, I'm talking to my parents and they, there's no possible, I know they're not just going to like come to pride parade with me. Like they're never going to get to that level of like fully accepting and supporting whatever, you know, my bisexuality. But what do I think they are realistically capable and willing to provide in our relationship dynamic and and is that something that I can live with like can we get to that resting point of I understand that you have a certain set of beliefs that's telling you that you can't come to pride festival with me like how about like I can accept that and like can you also not bring this up every single time we get together can you get to a resting point where you say this is a lifestyle that my child is authentically choosing for their life. And I don't have to fully understand every part of it in order for me to accept that it's real for them. And maybe that's something that you can like actively problem solve with them when you go to have these conversations, because that is providing clarity. That's not showing up in a way that's, all right, let's let's fight some more, let's defend, let's argue, let's explain, let's get into the loop all over again to where I'm just telling you why I'm right and if you can't agree with me, then we can't see eye to eye and then you're just telling me why you're right and I'll never agree with you. So maybe you can approach a new conversation where you say, all right, let's take this topic from a different angle. We don't have to fully understand or agree with each other's perspective, but can we understand that that perspective for that other person is real and valid to them? And again, this comes down to as long as we're not talking about things that are like actively harmful, like actually like hurting people. Cause I, of course there is a time. So like if somebody's belief is completely like racist and I I believe this entire race of people is useless and they all deserve to die. Like, no, that's not an agree to disagree type of a topic. And I'm not going to sit there and just be like, oh, I understand why you think that. That's okay. We're not talking about that, right? <laughs> um, so that is a suggestion that I have is for you to take some time and try to think about these relationships. Think about what is a place that like a resting place you think you could like get yourselves to and then like actually bring that as a potential solution next time you go to have this conversation with them really really approach it from that place and and say look we don't have to completely understand each other's perspectives i don't have to sit here and explain and justify my point of view every time we get together because real and and if you think about it 
That's what they're doing too. When you get into this loop, then they're just sitting there and justifying why they think what they think. And so you can sit there and go, okay, we are noticing a pattern. Every time we get together, this topic comes up, we get stuck in this loop and it's really not going anywhere. We're just like a hamster spinning in a wheel. Let's try to hop out of the wheel and see if we could just like get to a a resting place where we can, uh, and it's not even agree to disagree because that topic, that phrase sometimes like irks me more so just like we can come to an agreement and an understanding that we don't have to fully understand or agree with the other person in order to accept that their reality is real for them. Right, right. And I think this is, I love that you added that at the end, that it's two people trying to, on both sides, like, make their... I guess, make their case for, you know, their belief system or something. And I think what you just, you know, really said, well, there is the idea of like, if you want to have a relationship with that person, whether this is like a sibling or a parent or, you know, like a cousin or something, if you want to have a relationship with them, you have to come to an understanding that like, I'm not coming at this relationship trying to change you. And you're, I'm hoping you can agree that you're not coming to this relationship trying to change me, right? And we're allowed to, we're allowed to share opinions. Sure. Like CA is talking about, like, if you, if, if you're, you know, if that, let's go back to the vegan thing. If, you know, a couple years go by and someone comes at you genuinely curious, like, Hey, I know a few years ago you went vegan. Like, can you share with me your journey? Like I've, I've learned a few things and I kind of want to, I might want to explore that. So I'm genuinely curious, right? That's coming from their own autonomy. They're coming at that question wanting to explore something that you have information about from their own autonomy. They're coming to you wanting to understand like your conviction and your lifestyle, right? When they come from their own autonomy, that means that they're leading that change within themselves, you're not trying to change me into a vegan. I'm coming to you saying you have information that I'd love to learn about and maybe come to my own conclusion about my dietary choices, right? Why that's so tricky is, and what CA was talking about, if you're stuck in a relationship where the only like real conversations that are happening are two individuals trying to change each other's opinion on something it's not it's not based on any kind of real authenticity it's based on like the challenge of convincing someone to be you know I see this a lot in religion like you know like the uncle in the room trying to convince everyone to convert or something eventually like that uncle needs to realize that like these are individual people with individual lives and they can come to individual conclusions and they're not always going to agree with you. And to base my relationship with you, uncle, on your like, like if I don't convert to your faith then you can't have a relationship with me, then we're never going to have any kind of depth of a relationship. Well, and that's the thing is without getting too far into the weeds about that, So far, we've been pretty optimistic during this conversation, but the reality might be that 
there are some folks out there who don't actually have a tolerance for people in their lives that don't like match up in certain ways. Like they need the people in their lives to all be sort of like homogenous about certain beliefs or whatever. And, and, and they, they just don't have any tolerance for it. That's the best way that I can describe it because sometimes it's a willingness. Sometimes it's a, it's a capability. Like they just literally lack skills. Like I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to go too far into the weeds about it, but like there genuinely are people out there that like cannot have a relationship with or interact with people that are different from them in this particular, whatever topic we pick, right? The political view or religious view or whatever. And so that's unfortunate, you know? And if, if that's, you're finding yourself in that situation where it's become very, very clear that this person like genuinely cannot tolerate your presence, you know, that's, that's a tough conversation you might have to have in boundaries moving forward and figuring out how to navigate. Okay, well, it's looking like you genuinely don't... <laughs> have the capacity to continue having a relationship with me. And this is why being really anchored in that authority about these choices and shifts that you've made is so important because when those decisions are anchored in self-trust and ultimately self-love, you are going to love yourself enough to say, I understand that you cannot be in a relationship with me. And I'm not willing to compromise these parts of myself to maintain that relationship. So, you know, and you can make whatever choices you need to make on your end. Some people leave it an open door policy and say, you know, like, you're welcome to reach back out to me if you ever want or need to. Like, my door's open. My phone is on. Um, but I will stay out of your life if you cannot tolerate my authentic self existing in your presence. And really, it sometimes these things get misconstrued and misinterpreted as, oh, they left the family, they cut me off, when really, that's not what happened. What happened was, you made the environment incompatible with my authenticity. And so therefore, you pushed me out. And if you ever want to change that up and actually make the environment approachable for me to literally just exist as my authentic self, then we could revisit that conversation. But if you're going to make the environment hostile and incompatible with my authenticity, with who I actually am as a human, it's not that I'm choosing not to come hang out with you. It's that I genuinely can't. Like you're making it in unable for me to be present in that, you know, situation. Oh so yeah, I feel like we need to repeat you make the environment incompatible with my authenticity. That is, yeah, that is such a profound thing for people to sit with for a second. Because when we think about what happens in some relationships, that can be so painful to realize that's what's happening. Right. And so this is where it gets back to the topic we're talking about. You want to you want to go into the cycle of justification. You want to be like, if you can just see that this is so, you're making this so hostile. Like you're, you're, you're making every, every statement that you say is like this passive aggressive, like, you know, 
stab in my heart of like, you know, criticizing my decision and you're, you're, you're talking, you know, they do the third party. Well, I saw in the news that another, you know, queer person did this. And it's like, they're doing it in a passive aggressive way to create an environment that's hostile around your lifestyle choices. And when you're realizing that every time I go into that environment, I can't be authentic and I don't feel safe. Of course, you're going to make a decision to say, okay, I might not cut them off, but they're, I'm not going to willfully enter into some of those environments. So maybe we'll meet for coffee or maybe we'll do something, but it's not going to be these like very hostile, like group mentality, group think environments for myself because it doesn't feel safe. I love that. But I also wanted to get into one more almost where we're like doing like a graduated. Yeah. We started with the veganism. We went to a topic of like personal identity issue. I before we run out of time, I did want to hit one more example and it's going to get even more complicated. This one, um, just because, you know, I like we like to we like a good challenge. Level up. Level up. up. So. All right. Here's the next level or layer of this is, you know, first we talked about something that's like just kind of like internals about your body. The next one's more about like your lifestyle. So that might be a little bit more in impacting like relationally, like how you talk and show up. The next one is going to be like actual, like an interpersonal skill that you may have gained that other people around you haven't. And so this has you showing up in a new way. And it actually does affect your relationships because the veganism doesn't really affect other people. It really doesn't. You can show up with your own food. It literally has nothing to do I'll with I'll eat my people. burger. You're, you eat your tofu. Yeah. yeah like your, your sexuality or spiritual beliefs doesn't really affect other people. Like it might affect conversation. It might affect, you know, who you bring over for dinner. But like it doesn't actually change those people's day-to-day lives. In any significant way. I'm so glad this you're going This next here. one, <laughs> yes, this next one is the stuff that we're going to get into where it's like, oh no, this does directly impact the way that you interact with this person. So let's just take people pleasing as the example. Say you are working on unlearning your people pleasing and you come from this big family of people pleasers. And that's just the default of how people see the world, of how people interact with each other. And that is what's just normal and expected amongst the family dynamic. (laughs) And now all of a sudden you start showing up with new skills and you are prioritizing your peace and you're prioritizing your authenticity in ways that people are in zero way used to. And it does actually directly impact some of these interactions this is where you're definitely going to get into those conversations of justifying your new way of looking at things, right? This is, can we can we just clarify or is there a level of justification? Like, do you actually need that other person to get on board with you in order to continue having a relationship with you? And that's where I'm going to let you jump in. I mean, this is, this is why I'm glad you added people pleasing because where I wanted to use, which is a total like connection, which is like you coming at that relationship with new boundaries, which is why you would have that. Cause if you're people pleasing, you're going to need to start adding some boundaries to make sure they don't expect you to just jump when they say jump. Right. So for example, like, this is so, this is so hard, right? So for example, like, 
let's say, you know, it's a family dinner or something. And typically your parents expect you to be there, you know, right at like 9am and you're supposed to stay the entire day and leave at like seven o'clock before you put the kids to bed, right? You're supposed to spend the whole day with them. And you're looking at your weekends and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think this is feasible anymore. Like, uh, you know, the kids are getting older. Like I'm, I'm having a lot. Like I understand my mom really values like, you know, family time. And I, I don't mind going over there. It's just that spending that many hours together, every single week is a little too much for me. So instead of showing up the whole day, I think, you know, maybe you're talking to your partner. I think what we're going to do is we're going to just have to clarify the time we're going. Like, we're just going to say, all right, we'll come around 11 and we're going to leave at like 2.30. You know, we always eat lunch around 12 something. So like, we're just going to be there for lunch, you know, we're not going to make a whole day of it anymore, right? So there's a boundary. There's a line that you're telling yourself, this is when you're showing up. Remember, the boundary is on you. You're saying, I'm going to show up that time and I'm going to leave that time. And this is why it gets tricky. In families where there is a lot of tension around, um, you know, expectations or, Hey, you always do this, or this is a tradition or whatever, you know, right off the bat that if you change anything around this tradition, you're going to get like pelted with questions and people are going to be like, what do you have going on? Right. So this is why what CA is talking about. It's so tempting to want to have a justifiable reason for you to not show up at nine anymore in the morning. Right. So what does your brain do? And this is where authenticity comes in, folks. Like, I need you to hear this. You're going to think, well, okay, what would be an actual reason that she would approve of why I would accept that she's Mm -hmm. going to accept that I um, am not coming over? Okay. You know what? One of our kids is struggling with sleep and I'm just telling, I'll just, you sleep. Okay. So. I'm going at it for the first time. And I'm like, you know what, mom? Like, I don't think we're going to come in and in the mornings, you know, at nine anymore. I think we're going to, you know, aim for about 11. We're trying to try to have a slower morning. Like Susie's struggling with her sleep. And so we're trying to let the kids sleep in a little bit. We're trying to get each other given a, given another hour or two to catch up on sleep, have a slow morning and then come over at 11. Right. You are crossing your fingers right now. If you saw me on the screen, crossing your fingers that your mom sees sleep disturbance as an acceptable reason or valid reason Mm -hmm. that you aren't showing up in the morning anymore. Okay. Now we have the trap that you're falling into because this is why me and Sierra are like being very adamant around the trap of justification means you're falling into an approval or acceptance cycle with the other person, especially when it comes to boundaries, especially when it comes to your personal way you show up to that relationship. Because if you're looking for valid or acceptable or justifiable reasons why you're going to show up in a new way, you're never actually doing that work, like you're not anchoring down into yourself. You're just hoping that the other person approves. Okay. So clarification is going to look like, mom, 
we did a little like heart to heart. Me and my partner were trying to figure out what works for us on the weekends. And we need a little bit more time. So we're going to do instead of nine to seven, we're going to be at your house 11 to three or whatever I said. Right. That is clarifying and not asking for the approval of the reason why the time changed. Do you notice? I never, I never said, I never said, can you, can you, can you approve of this mother? Can you approve that this is, this is a justifiable reason? No, I said, there are certain factors in place that are shifting the way we're showing up to this environment. And this is what we're able to do. This is what we're able to do. Well, and what's going to gonna happen, what's going to happen in a people-pleasing environment is in, immediately your mom is going to push back. She's going to go, well, why? Why would you do that? Why Why are you changing the time that you're coming? I, I don't understand. And that, of course, you hear the word why and your immediate logical response is to start explaining and justifying. So this is why you really have to have these like skills in place ahead of time and like going into it, like knowing how you're going to, I I mean, personally, I like literally sometimes rehearse these conversations <laughs> um, and because, you know, you kind of have to understand what's going to come at you and be sort of prepared to understand like how you're approaching the conversation, not even necessarily so much of a script of like literal exact words, but more so like continuing to anchor yourself in the like posture of the conversation almost more so than the actual like script and the the literal vocabulary that you use it's much more like i'm approaching this from a place of telling you where i'm at not trying to get your permission or validation for what i'm choosing and again there is a way to do this in a way that's not hostile. Like sometimes people always sure, like, you Man, don't boundaries are so yeah. boundaries are so mean. Like why 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 is it why you got to be so mean to your parents? You don't have to be mean about it. You don't. But sometimes people view directness and authority as mean. It's not, but sometimes people might misinterpret it in that way. But so you can be like, oh, I know, I understand. You're used to having us there all day. Like I understand that that's gonna be like a change for you. Like I I have compassion for that, but. At the same time, like, I'm just letting you know that we really just don't have the capacity to keep doing that right, right now. Yeah. yeah. So you can validate that that actually affects them. And I try to say that to people. Mm -hmm. is like, you yes. can say, and you can even say, like, in a perfect world, mom, like, and if I had all these extra days that I wasn't at work, like, all week that I had extra time, like, I'd be able to invest more time. But right now, we have such little family time that I'm not going to be able to do that. And so what I want to do is I want to make that important time. I want to make that time important. So when we do that, that's why that's so important to me. So you're like validating that like you do see the time as important. It's just not ideal to have that much amount of time spent the entire day of one of your week weekends at your mom's house. So she obviously really like, that actually right there is probably a pretty, if I like held space there, that's pretty, it's a pretty important part of the dialogue because when you can yes. validate that like someone will have a reaction to a change, it doesn't undervalue your assertion or it doesn't like undervalue the boundary. It's really just there to actually bring humanity into the conversation and say, 
I can understand when I'm not showing up when you thought like we were going to be able to, that that is difficult. This is difficult to navigate around or it's challenging or it's disappointing. Right. So bringing that humanity to me is a, it is a compassion point that some people don't see as important because, you know, trauma brains are like on the defensive anyways. They're like, oh God, I have to like, you know, like I have to like defend why I get to be, a, you know, in charge of my own time. Right. Um, but you, it is your time and you're allowed to use it in, in your own discretion. Right. So just acknowledging that there might be some difficulty with the switch and there might be some difficulty with the boundary that's getting put in place. And then not, like CA said, if you can thematically go into it with knowing that there's going to be a kind of a volleying back and forth, like, but why? Are you just going to, if you're just going to sit at your dinner table and drink coffee, why can't you do that here? Mm. Yeah, I mean, so this is kind of like, almost like a really like, super classic conflict resolution skill that you can apply to almost any type of conflict you're having is to almost like hear beyond the actual like words that the person is saying and like cut to the like feeling that's behind it and address that rather than addressing the actual like darts that they're throwing at you, right? Because if you just sit there trying to like catch every single dart that they throw at you and like throw it back to them in perfect precision, like that's the loop right? That's getting stuck in the loop of, okay, you give me an argument, I'll give you a better one back. You give me an argument, I'll give you a better one back. Like, that's not what it is. It's like, why are they throwing the dart? That's the feeling. And then you go, oh, okay. They're throwing this dart because they are experiencing a change in our dynamic and that's difficult for them. And they're having emotions about it. And then to like cut straight to that, to the reason why they're throwing the dart in the first place. It really is like a, it's like a pretty classic conflict resolution skill that you can apply pretty broadly across the board with whatever relationship you're having or having this issue with and validate their feelings while maintaining the authority you have over the choice you're making. And that really is the balance there. And it helps diffuse the situation because really at the end of the day, they're just trying to like be heard and understood. And obviously if it gets to a point where again, where it's abusive and they're not respecting your boundaries and they're still trying to like force certain things, you know, you can get a little bit more firm in your boundaries and your language. But initially, and even for the first couple of weeks while like shifts like this happen, I think it can be a really useful skill for you to have to apply to let them know that you hear the emotions behind their shift and don't focus on the, don't focus on the darts, just focus on why they're throwing the dart in the first place and go, Oh yeah, I know you're used to having me there all day. Like it's, it's a lot. And I understand why you like having the whole family there all day long. I get it. Like it's hard to make that shift and we really just need this time. We need to protect our time at the house and, and we'll be there as much as we can. And I, and then like focus on the positive. And I look forward to it. Like, I can't wait to be there for the time that we are there. Like this Sunday, I'm looking forward to bringing a new game over. Like, I hope we can all try it and enjoy it together, you know, and just kind of diffuse the situation 
in those ways. So that's another, yeah, I just kind of want to like go into that resolution skill a little bit more. Yeah, I think that um, that anchor point of like bringing humanity in and then CA's point of the moderator, like right there, because we don't want to speak in like pure optimism, like everything's going to work out. But like, for because sometimes they don't. But when you're talking to someone that you guys have heard me talk about becoming your own moderator, it's like you can bring humanity in. You can bring that compassion in. And, you know, if your mom continually, like we were talking about like sexuality or like when we we're talking about like boundaries, if your mom genuinely doesn't see your boundaries as valid and instead of like, you know, for example, this is this is stuff that happens, right? So for example, like, you know, you come over at 11 and you leave at two or three and then your mom is like, okay, well, I know you're leaving at three, but you know, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to stop by at like five and like, you know, drop off something. And it's like, they're, they're violating the time that you established as your own time, right? And so this is where you have to develop the moderator and you have to be like, you have to be very mindful of what that's going to look like and how that's going to show up. And so I, t I think we've talked about this, like, be very wary of people breaking like bitty boundaries. I call them bitty boundaries, which are like, they're upset that you put the boundary up, but they're like in the moment saying it's okay. And then they're coming up with another strategy to Some like work around. Yeah. To like mm -hmm. bring that back. So in reality, what they're saying is at surface level, I'm going to say it's okay. And I'm not even going to ask you to justify, but I'm going to circumvent the boundary and just basically make you kind of have to create another one, right? Which is why I'm telling you guys, like, if we don't go with the pure optimism and things are going wrong and they aren't going like smoothly, your moderation of yourself and actually like checking in with what's going on and actually being aware of like how the boundary is being respected and how it's not being respected or how um, your parents or whoever relationship we're talking about at the moment is um, able to hear you and, and honestly honor the decision you made for your own respecting your own time. Right. So that's this, that's another layer of just like being able to moderate, like what's happening when I show up with this new, you know, presentation or this new boundary or this new present, you know, conversation around who I am and how is that being almost like interacted with that can help you develop deepening, like deepening that moderation skill of being like, okay, well, every time I talk to uncle Jim, every time, you know, we have that conversation about religion. Now, because I'm the moderator, I need to understand that that level of relationship is not going to go deeper than that. So I don't entertain those conversations anymore. All right. That's you being the moderator. Same thing with mom. You're applying a boundary. You're noticing she's breaking a bitty boundary and you're now having to reapply and you're having to have a conversation about, all right, well, I understand you want to come by at five, but I'm not going to be available to like hang out with. Like we already have plans about going that are going on in our house. And like, I'm not going to be able to like, you know, hang out with you at five. Like if you need to drop off something, that's fine. My porch is open. That's fine, mom. But like, 
we, I need you to understand that like, just by you stopping by at five does not mean I'm available to you. Right. So that's the, that's the moderator voice guys. That's you using your discretion of like someone's interacting with that in a different way. And I need to navigate the skill around them in order for this to be remaining continually executed and continually like moving forward. So we got to end with that because we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. So I hope you got what you needed out of this. I hope this is a good reflection point for you. This is really tricky, guys. Like this is one of the things that's so hard is this layer of communication of your own, honestly, who you are and who you are becoming can become very tricky when you show up to your relationships in a new way. So hope this gives you some But hopefully having these skills – and, you know, developing how to navigate these types of conversations. Um, these are kind of go with you and grow with you as you continue to grow, right? Because the changes that we go through are not static. Like they, they will continue, you, you as a human, we all do, right? We continue evolve. to evolve. Mm-hmm. So it's about getting yourself, you know, like systemic skill sets that you can apply broadly throughout the course of your life as changes continue to go on. So that's amazing. I love with it. that. With that. All right. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. All right. See you later. Thank you so much, y'all, for tuning in. If anything we said resonated, please subscribe and leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. This absolutely helps us grow, and we really do value your voice on this podcast. So if you have anything you'd like to contribute, any tips, any topics, or if you just want to say hi, you can email us at unlearned at recollectedself.com. You can find us on Instagram at the unlearned podcast or individual Instagrams at recollectedself and CAs is at embracing divergence. You can also find us over on TikTok under those handles. If you want to join our Patreon for $5 a month, you can be our Coffee Fiend Club member. And that's going to give you access to our podcast within a podcast, which is called Unhinged. This is basically where we let loose completely unedited. We are literally just shooting the breeze, having fun. You can see our full personalities and it is a blast. Honestly, it's pretty fun. So if you want to join us, you can find that at patreon.com slash unlearned. And that's it. The last thing I want to tell you is I want you to be brave enough to fight for the person you want to become. And this is how we do the work.